Hello, y'all. This is Brother Lee Whaley here at Crusader for Christ Podcast Hour. It's good to talk to you today. That little video that you uh, just seen that I just played before I started talking is a prime example of what we're going to talk about for just a few minutes today. You know that word salvation. Salvation origination. We talked about that. Now, today I want to talk specifically about the word salvation. Because, because the word salvation, like I told you before, appears 158 times in the Bible. That means God's very, very serious about the word salvation. In that little film that I put together with the man on the side of the mountain uh, hanging there, needing help. He was stranded. He couldn't move. Uh, he obviously would die up there if somebody didn't come to help him. He needed some help. So what he needed was some salvation. And when you seen the helicopter pull up in the air, lower the rope down, and he grabbed onto that rope. Of course, he changed between that and put on an arm uniform. That was just part of my skit. Anyway, and in no way he flew to safety with the helicopter. Well, that helicopter was his salvation. Now, what has that got to do anything with... Crusading for Christ podcast hour. I'm glad you asked. The Bible says, and I'm going to have to read it because I know it by heart, but I'm just going to read it just in case I don't mess it up. In Titus 2, 11, 12, okay? For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness, worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and that glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us back, of course, uh, from all iniquity and purify himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. That's Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. For the grace of God that brings salvation. Salvation. But what is salvation? The Bible says in a lot of different places, it's different, used in different ways. But it's the salvation. It's always an answer to, to really to a problem. It's always a way of being rescued. The salvation of a, of a well being dug out in the desert for water. That was a salvation. And on and on and on. But this salvation we're talking about today is because we, according to Romans chapter 3, verse 23, you can look these up when you want to. For we have all sinned, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. What does that mean? That means every man, woman, boy and girl that's ever been born on the face of the earth, according to God, and according to God, he's right because he's God, uh, are sinners. And we are sinners. I mean, I am a sinner. You are a sinner. We all make mistakes. We all fall short of God's glory. So if it takes perfection to get into heaven, which it does, uh, nobody's going. Not one person can make it into heaven on their own merit. Because from Adam, Romans chapter 5, verse 12, for by one man sinned into that world and death by sin, and then therefore death was passed upon all men for all sinners. That's where it all started in the book of Genesis in the Garden of Eden with Adam. But then... God said in Romans chapter 5, verse number 8, 
But God commended his love towards us, and while we were yet sinners, that Christ died for us. Amen? So the salvation that this is talking about is our chance, is our way out of hell and into heaven. Because man is, the Jeremiah chapter, I think it's chapter uh, 7 verse 9 or 9 verse 7. The heart is wicked above all things and des desperately wicked above all things. And he said, who can know it? Out of our heart is wickedness. Our soul, that's what it's talking about. When we talk about our heart, we're talking about the soul of man. The man's made up of body, soul, and spirit. We have got uh, a body that we see, that's the flesh. The soul, that's our heart, a soul, and the spirit. The spirit that we're being led by. Of course, you can look around today in the world and you know that Satan has indwelt and is running most of the world. He just is. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, in the 7th chapter, the 13th verse, Enter you at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And he says many are going to enter in thereat. But straight is that gate and narrow is the way that leads to life and there's going to be few that find it. Uh, and that's because God knows that man's desperately wicked. But he's offered to man the greatest gift of all. That gift is the grace of God by faith through Jesus Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourself. It's the gift of God. It's not of works. Works. It's not of works lest any man should boast. So these cults and these isms and asms and all these things out there that are work founded, work foundations. In other words, you're trying to work your way into heaven. You're not going to make it. If you're trying to be good enough to get into heaven, you're not going to make it. If you've been baptized a hundred times, you're not going to make it. Baptism doesn't save you. Church ministries don't save you. Going to church don't save you. What saves you is the grace of God through Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God by convicting our hearts and making us realize that we are sinners. You see, I'm going to tell you a real quick story. And I might have told this before, but I'm going to tell it to you again. Back when me and Annette first got married, um, they, their family went to Florida a lot. Annette's family did on vacation. Well, I'd never really been to Florida, uh, but one time before that. But anyway, they went down for the week, and I was going down for the weekend, but I had to be back to go to work. I was working at Xerox Corporation. So I drove my truck down there, and uh, me and Annette, of course, rode down, but... Uh, so on Sunday night, when I was Sunday afternoon, when I was getting ready to leave, Annette, Annette says, "Now you know how to get back home, don't you?" I said, "Yeah, you you go north. I mean, you get on the road and you just <laughs> you just go north." Now we typically are us men are typically prone to know that every we know everything, so we know how to get. We don't need a map. We don't need. And back then, you didn't have a GPS, or if you did, I couldn't afford it anyway. Didn't have one. Didn't have an iPhone or any of that kind of stuff. So anyway, so I, I told her goodbye, and about 7.30, um, I left from down there to come back home. Had to be back in time to go to work. So anyway, so I hit the road, and she says, you know how to go. I know how to go. Don't worry, I just go down here, turn left, and go straight. Go north. So I did. Well, I went down, and I turned on the road that, you know, goes north, and I was going north, and, and I was driving. But, you know, I didn't really recognize nothing, but I, I hadn't been down there but one time, so I couldn't remember anyway. So I'm driving and driving, it gets dark, and, and i got two tanks of diesel, so I'm not really worried about running out of diesel. But as I go on, a couple hours going, I, I really don't recognize anything, but I know I'm going north. I know I'm going the direction of Georgia, you know, Atlanta. 
So I'm driving and driving, and pretty soon my my one tank's getting low on diesel fuel, and I thought, well, maybe I need to stop and ask for some directions. Well, a couple hours, three hours have gone by. Now, for you that go down to Panama City, you know it's only about four and a half, five hour drive, depending on the traffic. Well, I've already spent <laughs> I've already spent three hours driving, and I still don't know. You know, it's still going north. I'm thinking. So I pulled in, finally one of them long gas stations was open. I seen the light in the distance, and man, I was so excited. I pulled into the place, I actually had diesel, so I went ahead and filled up my truck again. And I went in and I asked the guy in there, I said, uh, brother, I said, um, I'm going to Atlanta. And uh, I said, uh, am I going the right way? He said, well, he said, no, you're not. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I said, oh yeah, I told him I said I wanted to go to Dothan. He, he said, Dothan? I said, yeah. He said, well, you, you're going the wrong direction. All that time, all the time I was driving, I swear to you, I thought I was going the right way. So he says to me, he says, well, you just go up here. You turn right, still on that road. He said, stay on it till you hit the main highway. I said, well, what's the main highway to you? He says, so, you know, two light, two different, uh, one, some going this way, going that way. You know, like a divided highway. You don't know what I'm talking about. I said, hey, man, brother. I said, well, I appreciate that. So that was about, you know, about 9, 9.30. So anyway, I mean, no, uh, later than that. Anyway, so I'm driving, and I get up there, and I turn where he said. I turn right at the hen house or chicken house he talked about. You know how they, you know how they give order, uh, directions in Georgia, Alabama. Hey, you go up there, and you turn right at the chicken house and just stay there till you see the yellow brick house and maybe. And I just did the best I could. But I finally, after another couple of hours, I swear it seemed like I come up to this uh, divided highway and it looked like the highway I needed to turn on. So I turned. And uh, again, I'm driving another hour or so. I know I'm lost, but I'm not ever going to admit it. But I wasn't. I didn't know where I was going. And I thought I did. So finally, I'm driving and guess <laughs> this really happened. I'm driving down this highway. There's nobody hardly on the road at all. And guess what I come up to? I came up to a sign that said, Welcome to Florida. I swear to you. After all that time, I was about an hour and a half out of Panama City. You see, what happened is I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was going in the right direction. And if you've ever been lost, you thought the same thing. Everything just didn't look right, but I just kept thinking to myself, Man, if I just keep on this road, I've got, I've got to go to Atlanta. I'm going north. But actually what I was really doing is I was going uh, northwest. I was headed up toward over that Alabama, Nashville, somewhere, you know, all that places. But the point I'm trying to make, I, well, after I've seen that, I've got that on the other side and um, started my journey, north, the real true north, and you all know the story about that. Got into Dothan, and then you fall in. After I got there, I, I, I knew where I was at. But I said that to say this. So many people, and I mean church members, deacons, preachers, think they know because they're going to heaven because that's, that's their position. Or they've been in church all their life. Or they've been to some school. But there's never been a time in their life when they truly and honestly gave their life to God. What do I mean by that? 
they think they're on the right road because they've been in church, they've been in Sunday school, they give tithes, they get, and all those things are great. They give their tithes and their offerings, and they do all those great things. They, you know, they even witness to the lost, and but they know in their heart of hearts, just like some of you right now. When you hear my voice right now, you're wondering, uh, you're thinking about maybe this. I'm, and I'm really, I really just love you, and I want you to know that I love you, and I want you to know, I'm just trying to help you. Salvation is of the Lord, and it's by faith through grace, grace of God. The mercy of God holds back what we deserve. The grace of God gives us what we don't deserve, and that's his love. And salvation is what God gives us. He gives it to us through faith. The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, Van Hasner said one time, he said, we're going to have in the latter days probably more conversions without convictions and more repentance without remorse than any time in church history. And what he meant by that is people come down and they say, well, I just need to go to heaven, and they get their fire insurance, but they never really get saved. Here's my question, and I don't want to hold this thing too long, but I want you to understand. Here's my question. If you were standing in front of God right now, just close your eyes, please. And just if you're driving, don't. I mean, because it's going to be here on all podcast too. But if don't close your eyes if you're driving. But if you're not, I want to make sure my mic's on. That'd be a heck of a note. I want you to close your eyes right now, and I want you to imagine right now that you that you that you that you've died, and you're standing in front of God. And God looks down at you, and He says to you, Lee. I'm going to use me, Lee Whaley. Yes, Lord. Why? Why should I let you come in to my heaven, Lee? Why should I let you in the pearly gates, Lee? What is your answer, Lee? And I lift my eyes up. And I look at God. And I say, Lord, on November 9th, 1975, a little old church down in Clayton County, Georgia, down there on West Fayetteville Road, Mount Carmel Baptist Church. An old-fashioned preacher, Benny Brady, preached the message of hell, heaven. And Lord, I remember my heart was pulling. Something in my heart was pulling me. He gave the invitation, come and get saved. And I never will forget my soul, my heart. I knew I wasn't right. I knew I wasn't right with God. And Lord... I went down to that old-fashioned altar that night, and I got in the altar, Lord, and there were men around me praying. But I remember one man telling me, just ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins and come into your life. And on November the 9th, 1975, Lord, I know you got it written down, but I'm just telling you, I gave my life to Christ, and he came into my heart. And he made me that new creation, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And I became your child that night. I was washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I was sanctified that second automatically by the Holy Spirit. Sanctified means to be separated. I was washed in the blood. I was forgiven all of my sins. The the, the, uh, proverb says that God sends them as far as the east is to the west. And I was made a new creation, Lord. 
And the reason I'm come, I can come into your heaven is because your son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross for my sins. And I believed it. And I accepted it. And I confessed it. And according to Romans chapter 10, verses 9, 10, 11, all those, I confessed with my mouth and I believed in my heart. And God, you saved me that night. And God looked down at me and said, you're exactly right. That's how come you're coming into my heaven. Because of that. Not because of what you've done, thank God. But because I saved you that night, Lee. And I want to ask you tonight, or today. See, it's nighttime, or it's getting close. It ain't nighttime. Anyway, anyway. There's got to be a day. Now, some of you aren't. See, I was an alcoholic. I was I was a foul-mouthed construction worker, hillbilly, redneck. I mean, I just was. But when God saved me and salvation came into my life, I knew it. And I knew I was a new creation the very minute it happened. And the next thing I know, I'm sitting in front of my parents telling my dad he was an alcoholic. But they were raised in church, and he understood what I was talking about. And over at work, over there, when we was building Lithia Spring High School, and I just heard this fiction tear it down. I actually worked over there when they did that. I helped build that school, and they're tearing it down. All right, don't blame them. But that, I went back to work, and I told them, I said, man, this is, this is unbelievable. I've been saved by the grace of God, and I didn't understand anything else. But I was telling everybody over there. And they kept saying, well, it ain't going to last. It won't, you ain't going to make it, and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And they said the day went by. We went by, and uh, and I kept preaching to them. They didn't understand it. I didn't drink any more beer. I didn't cuss anymore. I mean, they're going, what What happened to you? I just said, I got saved. I don't understand everything about it. I just got saved. I got my Bible. I mean, I'm, I'm going. And then one day, we were pouring some steps down the back end of the, of the school, going out into the football field. We were pouring them one day and forming them the day and then pouring any of you that's ever worked construction know what I'm talking about. But this day, we was, we was taking the forms off the steps, and we was going to reform another set. And I was pulling on this piece of plywood. And as I was pulling on this plywood, uh, it wouldn't come off. But then all of a sudden, it snapped off. They used what's called snap tie, and that's how what happened. The plywood flew off, and it hit me right in the head. And I fell, <laughs> I fell backwards, just like I'd been hit by a baseball bat, and I never will forget it. Everybody just stopped because they knew that I'd cuss that piece of wood, throw it, cuss everything. That would have been my old life. But I didn't. I, I, I never forget. I grabbed my head and I went like this. I said, hey, praise the Lord. I'm not bleeding. And everybody's going, ah, you know, something's really happened to this guy. And really from that day on, they asked me about what happened to me. And here now, almost 47 years later, I'm still telling the same story. Salvation. Salvation is of the Lord, and I've work, been working it out. <laughs> That's another time for another, another story for another time. But I've been working that salvation out now for almost 47 years. My kids, my grandkids, my wife, my family, they know what I'm talking about. And my question today for you, are you really saved? This, it don't matter what's going on in this world. If you're not born again and, and washed in his blood, you're going to die and you're going to go to hell. And in hell, you're going to lift up your eyes and you're going to wish a million times over times a million that you had listened to old brother Lee Whaley or Dr. Kevin Williams. I'm excited, I'm excited about Dr. Williams. I mean, everywhere, everywhere he goes, 
folks are getting saved. That's what it's supposed to be about. Amen. The church growing through witnessing and preaching and loving. And I don't care what color you are or where you're from. I don't care where you live. How much money you got doesn't make a bit of difference. It ain't going to matter when you get to heaven. Only if you've trusted Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Listen, do you love him tonight? Have you been saved tonight? If you haven't, I want you to ask yourself something. What, what would it take right now? What would it take right now? God's, if, if God's dealing with your heart, I want you to just think about this. How much is it going to take? Can't you see around you that the world's coming to the end? This is it. This is what Jesus warned about. Salvation is of the Lord. That's just like that guy on the side of that mountain holding out his hand. If When that helicopter came, he grabbed onto the rope and he was saved. Otherwise, he'd have died. He'd probably, you know, some way fell or starved. But at any rate, the salvation is of the Lord. You are a sinner and you need to be saved. I was a sinner and I needed to be saved. Still love the Lord, still praising the Lord, still serving him. Listen, I love you tonight. And if you've never been saved, I want you to just, if the Lord's dealing with your heart right now, just, just bow your head and pray this prayer. Say, Lord, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, please forgive me of my sins, Lord. Please, God, forgive me of my sins, Lord. And wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ, your Son. He died on a cross for my sins, the vicarious death. But He died for me, that I could go to heaven when I die, or when the rapture comes, which is coming. He's coming. I had to throw that in. But be saved before it's everlasting too late. Don't let the devil tell you to put it off for tomorrow because tomorrow never comes. For the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Isn't that cool? It's kind of cool. Anyway, I love you. I know this has been long, but hey, it's men are life and death, right? And I want you to go to heaven when you die. I really do. So get yourself straight. Get born again by the grace of God washing his blood. And I'll see you up there one of these days. And if I never see you again, I'll see you over yonder. Have a great day until we meet again here at Crusading for Christ Podcast Hour. I want to throw out my heart, too, also about the Old Path Quartet. They're up there in Memphis tonight. Uh, they're having some kind of a, a, a quartet rally. Those guys are great. I use their songs, and they've given me permission. I love them, and you pray for them. Download their music. Listen, till we meet again, we'll see you later. Have a great week. Oh, yeah, I'm going on vacation, so be praying for us. Please pray for me. I'm going with my daughters, my wife, and all my grandchildren. Of course, I got a, I got a, I got a little place I get all by myself. All right, see y'all. Have a great day. Like me.